Welcome back to Blue Milk Drop, a Star Wars podcast where we'll be covering everything about the franchise that we love. My name is Nate, and I'm joined by my good friend Brucker. Brucker, how you doing? Well, if that isn't the Quadek calling the Stifling slimy, how you doing? <laughs> that was such a random quote. Oh, oh my, my goodness. God. That one really stuck out. I'm doing good. I'm doing good after that. That was funny. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to talk about the end of the show, uh, not because it's over, but because we had so much fun doing it um, mm-hmm. and just really, you know, I'm just geared up for us go- just going in a different direction, not having a show to kind of like dictate what we're doing. I know we kind of like did this to ourselves and I don't hate it by any means, but uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for the future and all the possibilities. But. Same. And this was fun, though, to kind of start off the show with a new show that was going on with Disney Plus and this exploring this new world of Book of Boba Fett. This was this was a fun entry into this podcast show, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No regrets. <laughs> I'm still no. I'm having a lot of fun. So this is. Oh, good. yeah. Uh, but before we get too into it, let me just plug our social media real quick. So if you guys want to go ahead and give us a follow at Blue Milk Drop on instagram twitter those are our main ones we'll just i'll just plug those for now and leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts and spotify uh we would greatly appreciate it it really would help and support us and um and go ahead and interact with us too like uh i love talking to the folks i'm currently talking to but uh you know spread the love a little bit more i guess uh yeah that'd be great and i want to give a thank you i know you've been talking to caleb a bunch so thank you caleb Mm -hmm. from all bros podcast go be sure to check them out and I want to give a thank you to Jasher, Jasher Drake. He's been super awesome supporter, and he's just a really cool dude in general. So thank you, Jasher, for all the stuff that you've, all the kind words that you've said and sent to us. And be sure to go check out Podzilla. Yeah, uh, let me give a quick shout out too to uh, Ty. So Ty is the guy who did our art, and he <laughs> he has been really cool about like bouncing ideas off me, like right after the viewing, because this dude stays up right. <laughs> and, and Brucker doesn't watch it till like late at night. So I'm just like, who can I talk to? Ty's always there. So thank, thank you, Ty. Shout out to you. Um, oh, dang. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> it's dope. Uh, but okay. On today's show, we'll be geeking over season one, chapter seven of the book of Boba Fett. Here's how the breakdown's going to go. Or actually, we have a lot of topics, Brucker. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll try to go through it. We want, I want to keep this under an hour at least, but uh, we'll see. Uh, so our topics today are show details, initial reactions, what stuck out slash bold predictions. As always, new one, what would you do differently? I think this one, we're going to have a lot to say. Uh, we're going to segue into our Death Star episode rating, but we're not going to close out the show after that. We're actually going into our power ranking of the episodes and our final thoughts. And we're going to tease a little bit of something at the end and close out the show. So that being said, any final words before we get into it, Brucker? Um, no, just I'm ready to get into it. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. All right, perfect. So in terms of the episode details, this one is titled In the Name of Honor, released on February 9th, 2022, with an official runtime of one hour. Uh, Like most of the other episodes, it was written by Jon Favreau, and this one was closed out and directed by Robert Rodriguez, the showrunner for this show. Uh, For our stars, this one was kind of like a... Nice little family gathering. We got Tamara Morrison, Migna Wen, Pedro Pascal, Corey Burton, Robert Rodriguez, Phil Lamar, Carrie Jones, Amy Sedaris, 
David Pesquezzi, Sophie Thatcher, Jordan Bolger, Timothy Oliphant, and Thundercat, who I found out um, I listened to a lot more of his music than I realized. Oh. And for our episode summary, here we go. <clears throat> Ready for their last stand against the Pikes, Boba Fett and gang spread out in the streets of Mos Espa while keeping an eye on the Pikes and the crime factions in the city. But wait, it's a trap! Team Boba is attacked on all fronts, and their gang is forced to regroup to battle it out to the death in the name of honor. That said, initial reactions. Boy, I'm broken. I'm not going to turn it over to you real quick. I just I need to say something overall. I want to remind us and our audience that this is fun, right? Mm-hmm. Star Wars. The Star Wars content we get is fun. Before. Anybody says anything terrible about it or any, even good. Think about how sucky it felt after episode three, Star Wars episode three ended in 2005 and we all thought Star Wars was over and how good it felt when we got the, our first viewing of like the episode seven trailer and how nice that felt like after just years of being teased about it for, from the Disney purchase. So we're on borrowed time. That's how I feel. And that is my mindset mm-hmm. going into this. So, Brucker, what is your initial reaction to the show? I'm not to take the steam <laughs> off of anything you say. No, no, no. I didn't hate this episode. This was this was uh, this was a lot of fun. Basically, I wasn't blown away or anything, and I, I like I wasn't. I don't know. Like th- this was fun. This wasn't overly bad or overly good. It was kind of middling, in my opinion. There was a lot of <laughs> stuff in this that I liked. I will say, and there wasn't as much stuff that I didn't like, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't like, I felt like this was just kind of missing a little bit of juice. Um, I think like my biggest gripe is that it didn't feel like a satisfactory close to this series as you know, what it was. Nevertheless, I still had a lot of fun with it and there was a bunch of stuff that stuck out to me that I thought was cool and just there's there's just some cool and fun stuff with this so this kind of just felt like a fun like adventure episode but it didn't necessarily feel like a satisfactory season finale that's kind of mm-hmm. where i'm at where you at on this um i i think i agree with you i i, I think i liked it more than it's more like 60 40 i liked it 60 percent more than i you know was bothered with some things but um I enjoyed it. I do think, yeah, like you said, the story overall just kind of like dropped the ball. Um, But it was a ton of fun. I think I felt like a kid watching this episode in particular because it felt like um, like this was the feeling I get was when I was a kid, I used to like have this huge Lego set and I had a lot of Star Wars characters, a lot of different characters, too. And I would make up my own storylines and I would sometimes it was continuous night to night or I'd make spinoff storylines and then come back to my main story. And it just kind of felt like that. (laughs) <laughs> but it doesn't mean that it made sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> In terms of yeah. the overall story. So that's where I was. I'm just like, okay, this was fun. I really am glad that we got Star Wars stuff because I mean, this is great. I mean, we're on borrowed time. Exactly like what I said before, but could have been better. Um, I don't know if it was the writing. I don't know if it was the director, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's been weird. Cause I feel like I have egg on my face because I was, you know, pumping up Robert Rodriguez so much during our trailer reaction. But the episodes that he gave us are some of my least favorite ones. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. It's weird. Like, I almost wondered if he was handcuffed and, like, he couldn't actually do 
what he wanted or what he was promised, or maybe it's just the opposite. And that he was trying to, cause I could see myself like what you said, like a kid, I could see myself like eight year old me loving this episode, you know, mm-hmm. like I could see this being geared towards a much younger audience and I could see that working great for that. So, but that's kind of like where like the issue comes in is that the tone of, you know, the like who, like what age range of audience are you going towards? It feels like it changes each episode with whoever's at the director's chair. And so I guess that's kind of like where I'm at with is like, what was, I guess I'm like kind of lost on the overall goal mm-hmm. for this on, you know, but like I said, you know, if I were eight, I think I would freaking love this episode and most of Robert Rodriguez's episodes because they did feel kind of kid friendly in a way. Yeah. But again, I also just wondered if he was handcuffed in any way with that, like, because if you go back to like that, the Mandalorian season two, the episode he directed with Boba Fett, that was a very violent episode. And Boba Fett was he had a lot of edge to him. He was very brutal. That was a that was a really good episode. So I'm just kind of wondering, like, what happened between then and these? Yeah, I don't know. Things things make you go, hmm. I think there's there's a lot to be said. Um, but I don't know. I, I've got. I, I think towards the end of the show, I, I kind of want to share a thought I had when I woke up this morning. Um, but I guess we'll kind of we'll get there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it, we kind of just completely. Psych. Yeah, I mean, it would just completely detour from what we're talking about because um, I definitely okay. want to get into like what stuck out. Um, but what? If, so you want to start us off? Like, what stuck out to you? So I guess I don't know. There's, there's a lot of like small things that stuck out to me. I mean, there's a lot of big things in this episode, literally. Um, but um, there is. I don't know if I want to get to those just yet because those are like really big things of the episode honestly i think this episode was so all over the place that we have free reign to just jump wherever we want to jump right okay yeah i want to i want to start positive okay and let's i did i loved the like surprise attack that boba and mando did on the pikes when the major domo goes out there to try to negotiate for them this was awesome because i love that boba fett kind of wrote like this little like screw you little (laughs) little um uh what's it called offer that the major domo didn't know anything about that this was funny and we just get kind of like that it's not a jump scare but like this surprise attack and they both use their jetpacks and they're flying around and i was like oh this this like felt rad and fun and just like yeah we got like some we got our heroes in this and like they're they're you know ba bounty hunters and everything like this was super cool yeah it looked like battlefront where i mean the second boba fett goes up in the air just starts parading like rockets and, and shooting at you it's just like your fear is set in and regardless if you have like a jedi character or not you're running away because <laughs> it's yeah. about to be a freaking hailstorm you know so that that's what that felt like for me and i i'm so glad that you started us off with that because i actually forgot about that it's not even in my notes but that was like probably one of my favorite scenes yeah it was super cool to see him do that and i love major domo in this um in this episode, because he was he was particularly funny. Uh, I know that uh, the the actor that plays him, Pasquizi, he's a comedian in his own right, or just in real life, he's a comedian, and he was very funny in this. I found some like it was kind of interesting getting a sense of, I guess like the the current on culture through him, like vicariously, because I love how before he goes out there to negotiate, he lets them know he goes, oh, you know, I went to college on Coruscant. 
So I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> I'm kind of a cool, you know, guy. it's uh, it kind of reminded me a lot of twofer from 30 rock i don't ever watch that show but uh he went to harvard and like every episode he has to like fit that in somewhere like oh when i was studying at harvard or whatever like it, it felt like that and that was really funny i, I like that a lot <laughs> that's funny he was a dude that dude that guy was a hoot oh um, yeah i love how uh everybody's like talking about his leku like his little his little uh tentacles in the back <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end because he's like getting made fun of. He's like, oh yeah, that totally doesn't get old. And <laughs> at the end, Amy Sedaris's character, uh, like Pelimato, is like, oh, I like those. And he's like, oh, really? And it just kind of hinted like, oh, are they about to get together? Is that going to be Dude, a thing? Dude, yes, I was, I was getting that too. I kind of hope that they ship them. Yeah. I, I would love to see that. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Yes, um, no, but that was really funny when he like complimented the pikes on like that diss on like his tails, like they call him like tailhead or something. Yeah, he's like, oh, how clever! That's such <laughs> a good one. That's a good ribbing. Uh- <laughs> the dude is such a coward. I love it. He probably was. He was probably one of my favorite parts of the show, just based on like his overt like hand gestures and his movements yes, and the oh way he God. spoke. Oh my god, yeah, that's something that got me because when he was explaining to Boba Fett and Mando about how he should go out there, I say we go out there, we surrender, and like we offer some funds. And he like does like this really fun hand and mouth gesture when he says funds. And as in like it's not my money, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It's uh it was it was good. Uh, that it's like these little details in this episode stuck out a lot to, to me, kinda like this. hmm Cause he's so like sit set in like self-interest because they were just talking about like fighting to the death in the name of honor and he's just like may i suggest something different <laughs> how about no honor at all yeah and how about- i will grovel for you that's yes. okay i majored in groveling <laughs> on coruscant oh my god i loved that he was such a funny guy yeah um, he was i think uh my my notes were more based on i guess the uh, more the action parts <laughs> i don't know why like a lot of different things didn't stick out to me uh like that one because that was definitely like a good one i'm glad you pointed that out my thing was the first thing i was just like where why did the crime lords like what is their motivation to betray because i feel like i don't know it it, i see that it's like probably money and uh they're betting on the biggest predator to win and they chose wrong but i thought (laughs) that was just so weird how they did that but yeah, and that's like kind of like a thing of the show. So I, I, I still don't fully understand our characters' motivations. Because mm-hmm. like at the because this whole time, I thought that Fennec and Boba Fett were on the same page for everything. Yeah. And this episode opens up with them arguing about whether or not that they should allow the spice trade to continue to traffic through t- uh, Tatooine. And I was like, wait, I what is like i was like wait y'all weren't on the same page about this this whole time or mm-hmm. i was so confused about this they've been arguing all show and they never like gave us any sort of like indication as to why or where they're both coming from yeah and i still don't get like is boba fett trying to be a crime lord or is he trying to just be the mayor of tatooine i think um that <laughs> I think that's where Fedek is frustrated because she doesn't even know. (laughs) She doesn't know. And I think it was kind of funny. So jumping right to the end with like the scene with Cad Bane when Mm -hmm. Boba Fett, spoiler alert, obviously kills him, uh, quote unquote. He's diddy though. I I feel (laughs) I don't think so. I think I feel like there was a line that Cad Bane delivered to Boba Fett that was like, 
spoken through the audience, right? He goes, what's in it for you? Why are you doing this? Because, <laughs> And I feel like that's everything that we've been asking. And Boba Fett's reaction was, fuck you. And he stabs him in the chest <laughs> and like doesn't <laughs> tell us. And I'm like, wow, what a what a like consistent approach throughout this entire show of like us trying to understand what this is about and him just being yeah. like, mm, nah, <laughs> how about just, how about some fun? How about some droids? So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was, again, I'm just, I mean, if Boba Fett doesn't want to be a crime boss, I'm okay with that. I just wish that there was a clear picture of what was going on. And I think that's like the issue with Disney so far with a lot of their Disney Star Wars stuff that they've given us because they don't even know what they want to do because they don't know what their reaction is going to be. Mm-hmm. So they want to have an A, B, and C route in case people don't like B, they just stick with A or whatever. So I don't know. That that's anyways. Back to some interesting <laughs> stuff about this. I'm sorry. I don't want to keep going on that rant. Um I did find that interesting though that they were kind of arguing about the spice trade and everything. And I found that interesting that she still referred to it as Jabba the Hutt's palace or Jabba the Hutt. That's where most of his money comes from. I found that interesting that she still referred to it as Jabba the Hutt's and not like our money or Boba Fett's money. I found that that stuck out to me in an odd way. I still don't trust her. I really don't trust Fennec. No, I think she's up to something too. I feel like they're also referring to it like Jabba's things because that's what everyone's familiar with with those things yet like you know we're not just gonna like change like oh it's boba fett's palace because i mean he (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. straight up probably not going to be his palace anymore because homie got what he wanted at the end and he's just like all right i actually don't want this (laughs) 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 i'm actually done this was uh, a pointless story (laughs) in terms of the detour but yeah um so i'm sorry i am all over the place but so sticking with the fennec thing so Going, I guess, like jumping to the end, because I, like I said, I still feel like she's up to something fishy. When she goes and assassinates the mayor and the pike, uh, the pike leader, I, I, I don't know his name, sorry. Uh, he just, she just goes and assassinates all these people. One, super cool. This was super rad. Mm-hmm. L- loved this. This was awesome. But it, the way that it transitions out of this scene, it just fades to black with her leaving. It felt very. If, if it was, it felt like the tone it was trying to give me was that this is mysterious, and it's no secret that she killed these people. I don't think, um, like I'm pretty sure Boba Fett's aware of it at the end, even though I feel like that's not fully confirmed. But yeah, um, it felt like she was covering her tracks to me. Is like the tone of this scene and how it was shot in the transition out of it. It felt like, if it, it felt more of like, huh that was interesting or like, Hey, remember this? Like it felt like she was covering her tracks for some reason, as opposed to just straight up murdering them. Cause this let me know that, Oh wow. She probably just could have killed them at any time in the show. Really? Mm-hmm. Cause yes, the major domo did reveal where they were hiding out at, but I feel like it, the skill set that she has, she could have sleuthed that out at any time if she wanted to. Cause I feel like she's that smart. Oh yeah. So, I don't know what, what what did you think about all this um it definitely i thought she took it too far in terms of <laughs> killing the guy well really I mean, yeah i mean in terms of like hmm 
I don't know. I don't know if he was like the head of the Pike Syndicate or if he was just like a leg in like their grand scheme. Or he was just leading up like the Tatooine charge, but it just yeah, seemed he was, like he's a Tatooine regional manager. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just seemed like she. Um, ooh, I don't know. I, like when she did it, I was like, ooh, I feel like that would piss a lot of people off that you really don't want to piss off, especially if, you know, she's got like this backup career of going back to being a bounty hunter, which that's, that's why I thought she was like covering her tracks as well. Cause like, just in case, you know, if she needs a job again, she can't be known as someone who's going to kill a potential boss, but mm. I don't know. I, I couldn't pull too much into it. I thought it was interesting that she just killed everybody. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think we're definitely going to get like a season two or not necessarily like a season two in the form of like another spinoff show or something, you know, but who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I still don't trust her. Like I, I feel like she's up to something fishy. Yeah. Yeah. I still want to know who hired her, who even brought her to tattooing in the first place. So, and that Same. hasn't been answered. So I feel like that is like going to be our answer to a lot of things. <clears throat> God, t- talking about, bounty hunters as a whole i want to talk about like the interactions between boba and cad bane real quick so a thing a few things that (laughs) have kind of bugged me a little bit is that cad keeps calling boba fett like a cold-blooded killer a gutless killer all these things and i'm just like dude you were literally the same thing and that's like what your quote in the beginning was from was just like a star wars version of the pot calling the kettle black you know Mm -hmm. and i want to know more about that interaction and it bugs me that in this show they chose to establish a lot of things uh, like outside of the show that they have this relationship in place and Mm -hmm. we're going to like find out maybe on like another show like probably like bad batch i'm sure is when we're going to find out but i want to know more about this and i I guess that was effective in terms of like the the mystery of everything and me wanting to know but i think in terms of like a live action show where a lot of people aren't familiar with a lot of these characters. Like he didn't even say his name in the first episode that he showed up in that I, it seemed like a poor choice to just kind of leave that be. Yeah. I felt like he got the Phantom Menace, Darth Maul treatment mm-hmm. introduced this really cool villain. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> but is he though? Because when, when they hover over his quote dead body, you hear this beeping sound. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if he has some sort of like, life preserver device on him or something so in in like the all the cartoons and stuff he's got this um droid sidekick that kind of floats around so i'm assuming and that droid sidekick has always kind of like gotten him out of trouble or something or gotten him into trouble in some situations but (laughs) uh i'm sure that it was like calling to him to drag him off to a back to tank or something because that's that's something that has happened before so that's what i'm guessing and it that that quote unquote death was one of those things where I'm reminded that there is too much money to be made (laughs) with star Wars content. And yeah, if you kill anybody, you've cut off a revenue stream. (laughs) Mm. So everything is kind of low stakes. I think the only quote unquote main characters that died in the show were like the two Gamorrean, the two pig guards. Oh, RIP man. That was sad too. That was sad too. That was sad. Mm -hmm. I was, man, but (laughs) Really Why are you laughing? Joke. Because right before they died, this was funny. Okay, th- th- not them dying, but right before they died, because you know how the tide is starting to shift, and 
they're, they're, they're finding out that they've been betrayed and everybody's like, so they all get on their comms to communicate. I love that one pig grabs his comms. And, oink, oink, oink. He just like, <laughs> he just like barks into the comm link. I was like, holy crap. That is hilarious. A pig just barked orders into a, a walkie talkie. And just nobody, nobody acknowledges it. <laughs> I don't even think they acknowledge their deaths in in no. this. Oh my no. god, those poor pigs! I was I felt so bad for them, but I it both times I watched this, I laughed out loud when he barks into the com link. I really did. <laughs> That's fantastic! Oh my god, I'm like crying thinking about it now. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! And I I'm love- not laughing because it's stupid. I'm just laughing because I just think it's legitimately funny. Like it's it's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they meant it that way too, because that was that was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, but yeah, th- those pigs, man, they they deserved better. That's that really sucked about mm. the the way they died, and it felt it felt like a mob movie, kinda, of uh, because like in those movies, people get killed in like awful ways. So yeah. this kind of felt like that. Yeah, it was pretty consistent. Um. You want to segue into the battle scene that that kind of like transpired from everything after everybody was attacked, or are there any other things? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I have like a Nick pick, but I'll I could talk about that later. Um, but yeah, let's get, let's get into the battle scene. Let's start off with you. Okay, I this battle scene would have been cool if it was okay. First of all, it was cool. I thought the things that we saw were nuts. Right, <laughs> it was. <laughs> It was dope. The giant droidicas. Those yes. were sick, dude. They're called Scorpinic. Scorpinic Annihilator Droids. That's what they're called. It's like a play on Scorpion. Scorpinic. Okay. They looked like it. And I think those are from the old Republic video games or KOTOR or something. I, I, Yeah. I was on Wikipedia. So there's like, you know how on Wikipedia there's like a canon and then a legends tab for everything now? Yeah. Yeah, so in the Legends tab, yeah, it says that they were in, used in the later stages of the Clone Wars for, for the Republic forces. No, no, that's backwards. They were used later on in the Clone Wars. Uh, yes. They're, they're uh, separatist yes, the, droids. It's the yes, same yes, 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 CIS droids, sorry. And they were, like, two of them are able to take out just, like, huge numbers of, of, clone, of clone troopers, so... That's kind of like what I saw on the Wikipedia. Yeah, it was cool because I feel like that's like their version of the uh, like ATST, like the Walker from the Empire. And those were oh. always fun scenes of like them chasing down everybody and just completely annihilating everything. So mm-hmm. it was cool. I, I thought it was weird that <laughs> they didn't really kill anybody, but um, they were dope. And I thought you could just kind of walk through the shield. So I guess they got some new shield technology that was going on because that was cool that they at least it- approach that because the whole time i was like like somebody should just be able to walk through that and yeah slice them up or whatever but i like that they actually showed that that was not possible so that was cool because mm-hmm. it was definitely a thought um the rancor do we want to talk about that <gasps> now i think that maybe was my cr- favorite thing from this dude i was if you like went back in time and showed someone a picture of like a boba fett riding a rancor they would probably themselves because that was like the coolest visual thing like we could have possibly gotten. And um, man, it was just it was as cool as we hoped. They hyped it up 
they gave us nothing to kind of like lead up to it. But once we got it, I was like, oh, yeah, he, he had been training. Like, this is this is it. Yeah, this was cool. I just wish that we had Danny Trejo somehow as a part of this yeah. thing or whatever. Um, I think it would have been cooler because I don't know, because we didn't even see. OK, what I'm about to say is about to probably make a lot of people mad. But this I'm not talking about like training montages or anything like that. But this the way the show goes, it feels like everything's like one day after another. And we saw him meet Danny Trejo with the Rancor and he, the Rancor got to impress on him like once, but I think it would have been cooler just to like pay off the Danny Trejo character. If we saw one scene, one quick little thing of, Hey, if you ever need him, just like do this whistle or blow this horn and he'll show up or whatever. I think that would have been a cooler entrance into this. And that would have paid off more of the Danny Trejo character. Mm-hmm. But um, I still loved the Rancor stuff, and this was so much fun. It was so cool to see a Rancor in action that wasn't caged up. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, I I was shocked, completely floored at how like limber these guys were, you know? Because he was like hopping around, building to building, doing his little King Kong thing. And, yes. Um, <laughs> it was dope. Uh, I was like, I don't know, if, if I had a pet, I mean, I do have a pet, <laughs> and it was... <laughs> some giant fighting monster that I could use. I wouldn't let that thing just stand in front of guns to get shot. You know what I mean? <laughs> just yell at mm. it in the face. Cause I was like, damn dude, pull that thing off. Like get behind it, rip it apart. Why are you just so, like- so what you're wanting is for the rancor to show up with Mandalorian Beskar armor on. And he has like <laughs> his own little uh, T visor helmet and everything. Uh, that would be amazing. Or just not stand in the line of fire. That's, that is also like a, a close second <laughs> in terms of that. <laughs> but um, I thought they were going to kill it off. I'm glad they didn't because yeah, me too. That that sad. Because he was a little baby, you know, he was still kind of cute in a way. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think I wanted some training scenes too. But I, while we're talking about the Rancor, I did love him though, just murdering these pikes. Like we see him crush one with his fist. He even yes. eats one. Yeah, that was awesome. And I loved the little like tag teaming that him and Boba Fett would do because he would pick one up and Boba Fett would just shoot it as he has it in his fist, and then he would just <laughs> throw it behind his back like it was like he just spilled some salt. He's like ah, it, we get that that awesome uh, Wilhelm scream that ah, it was yeah, yeah it was. This was awesome. I love the tag team of him just like bringing them up. All right, shoot it, boss. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dude, they were in sync, man. Like, and that's why we needed a training scene just to see how like aligned they could be with one another. I want to. I, I don't want people to be mad. Say like, oh, we need training scenes for everything because I'm definitely one of those people that don't think we need to. But it would have been nice if we had one more scene with Danny Trejo telling him something, so that way it didn't feel just like Robert Rodriguez shoehorning in his friend in the show for this but anyways um. yeah they probably just wanted us to just react exactly how we did of oh my god i forgot about that thing so yeah but uh, i do want to talk about something with the rancor because it kind of gave me an indication of mando in the future so <clears throat> we get that interaction baby yoda comes back right grogu and yes, i do uh, want to talk about that when we get to it <laughs> but there was a part where baby yoda is stopping the rancor and he is um I don't know, just using the force to connect with the mind of the Rancor and it like lays down and goes to sleep. Adorable. And it was it was the cutest thing. But it told me that. So when you're a Jedi, right, 
you got a bunch of different skills. You're not just a fighter. There are some who are better with animals. There are some who are better with, you know, just strictly using the force. Some of them are just straight up fighters. And um, I think, and this is this is more of a prediction. I think Babe Grogu is going to get trained by this character named Ezra from Rebels because Ezra is. He's not super good with the lightsaber. He's not super strong in the force. He's pretty average. But his one thing where he is just like, that is my thing, is he can connect with like the creatures in the universe just through mm. using the force. So I feel like and Ezra also is like, he was trained and he was already like a teenager at this time when he was getting trained. So he's already got a ton of connections uh, to people. And he's not like going to be your typical Jedi. <clears throat> and I think that that is the direction that Grogu's going to go, not necessarily th- with Luke. Um, mm. So that's that kind of answered that question to me. I was like, okay, so he's going to impress with this animal. They're going to mention it in some passing conversation with Ezra. I was just going to be like, oh, I can take your buddy. And that would also explain why we don't see Grogu in like the sequel trilogy or Ezra, really, because they're off probably doing something different and having their mm. own adventure together. And they're not dead. And that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> no that's cool i this the whole time i was just thinking of this stupid joke of because he said that he's his like ability is to be able to communicate with creatures and stuff like oh master doolittle <laughs> <laughs> exactly let's him. womp womp just kidding <laughs> <laughs> you could cut that out um okay talk about baby Yoda. what was your thing okay yeah so Early on in this episode, we see we get like a POV from the X-Wing and R2 flying in and they land over where uh, Pelimoto is. Did you think it was Luke? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was Luke. And I thought it was like, oh, wow, this is interesting that we are getting this this early into the episode. But, you know, obviously Grogu chose to go with Mando and not pursue the Jedi training, I, I guess I'm a little perplexed that Luke just sent baby Yoda Groku on an X-Wing by himself to fly to Tatooine with though like super, I mean, I know R2's there, but I mean, how did Luke know that wherever he landed, Mando would be there or just anything? I don't know. I, I was just like, this feels like child endangerment on Luke's behalf. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was, I don't know. It kind of left a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth with that. Well, I mean, we learned that Luke is not good at uh, keeping people alive anyway. So <laughs> that's his fault. Uh, that's why he didn't have kids of his own. Um, <laughs> Jeez. I know, yeah, that was unnecessary. I don't know why I said that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Mando probably told him like, hey, by the way, I'm going to be on Tatooine. <laughs> You're home. But, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just perplexed by it. It's, I mean, I'm not mad at the decision that Groku made. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. I still think it's, it was very early for all this Grogu stuff. This probably would have been a bit bigger payoff, like mm-hmm. halfway through or towards the end of Mando season three. But it was all really cool stuff. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just perplexed by this whole thing because I don't, it, like I said, it just feels like, child endangerment and that it feels more like Luke was mad that Grogu didn't choose 
I'm not to be his you. first student. He's go back, like, right, I'm not well, going to go with you. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, all right, well, we'll get the fuck off my planet. R2, take him. Like, that's what it felt like to me. <laughs> but I don't know. And I hate saying that because I, I know that's not the intention. But I mean, that's just, I don't know. That's just how it played off. But I don't know. And I know like people are like probably rolling their eyes and, like, ugh, like I'm being too sensitive or whatever. But I don't know. That's just, that's just like the taste left in my mouth. That's fine. You're entitled to that opinion. I think that, uh, I don't know. I also think maybe Luke was just too expensive to create <laughs> for another episode. Obviously. Just, this whole why, thing is but... just money. That's all. I'm just seeing every yeah. episode. I'm just like, I wonder how much this costs. But <laughs> <laughs> that's me. Yeah. I don't know. I still think it would have been cool to see Luke. But I did. I was I was thinking about the, the points that you made throughout the other the recordings that you don't want it to fall into that trope of Luke coming in the last minute to save the day and that our characters and that our characters need to figure out themselves. So I did appreciate that because you did make a really good point of that last recording, I think. So yeah, I I, I did like that part of it. Okay. I'm glad at least something I said you agree with or (laughs) I'm just messing with you. I agree most of the time. Come on, man. I, um, I think that, uh, I have one final thing to say for like what stuck out in both predictions and other, like my notes pretty much stop there. I think I wanted to get more into like the, what would we do differently stuff, but do you have any other things that you want to talk about uh, before I share mine or after I share mine? Uh, yeah. I mean, I just have one detail that I loved and I love that when Boba Fett comes back with the Rancor, he also has his Gafty stick with him. Yeah. And that's what he uses to kill uh, Bane super awesome this was a just it was just so cool i I love that he used the gafty stick i hope that we if we get more boba fett in the future i seriously hope that we get to see him use the gafty stick more because he is so rad with it i i loved it yeah um that was like a perfect segue into what i wanted to talk about because i wanted to talk about exactly that because i my nitpick with the show is that we got all of these shots of boba fett in his youth right? Seeing Django fly off in uh, the fire spray gunship. And uh, (laughs) we got no payoff from that, right? They just kind of abandoned that. And they also abandoned like the, the Tuscan culture thing. And there were a lot of things that we could have tied in together, but it just seemed like they just wanted to keep adding just for like wow factor and not necessarily the the sake of a good story, a well-structured story arc. You know what I mean? And I, I think and this is segueing into what I would do differently. So I think what I would want to see is like them es- establishing Boba and Cad Bane's relationship on screen rather than only allowing people who are familiar with him to like understand the gravity of the situation, you know, mm-hmm. show Boba in his youth uh, with Cad Bane taking him under his wing for the first time, show them like doing jobs together uh, because they did do jobs together, show them with their Ooh. standoff that occurred. And I think, um, it, it kind of felt like I said before, like they were saving this for like another spinoff or like for the Bad Batch series <clears throat> because it, I don't know, just do it. Just do it now. Like we don't have to write a book about it or something, you know, if you want to go into more detail about it, but just <laughs> make a good storyline. You know what I mean? Don't just give us a bunch of like mid stuff. Um, and this is this next point I'm, I'm about to make is actually something that um, I heard from somebody. So, uh, over on Friday, I I joined this uh, meetup group. It's the San Francisco Star Wars meetup group. 
And oh, so you did go do that. I cool. did do that. And it was honestly, it was a ton of fun. Like it was a bunch of just folks from San Francisco and then me not from California. I think I just <laughs> randomly found them and they were so welcoming. They, they had such good discussion points and they talked about all the exact things I was hoping that we would talk about. Like a lot of people, different perspectives. There's guys who hated all of this new star Wars stuff. I was like, okay. And that guy was like chatting him in the group on the zoom. And I was like picking his brain. Cause it's like, I don't ever really get to talk to people like you. Cause you know, like mm-hmm. I've, I've usually, I mean, it's you, you and then Ty and then a few other people who all, we all love star Wars. You know what I mean? So I never get the negative perspective. So it was cool to tie that in. But anyways, what, what I'm getting to a point of is there's this guy named Brian and he made this point about Boba Fett in the clone wars and kind of his mindset and kind of his mindset. And it really interested me because I totally forgot that this was even a thing. So what Brian was saying was that in Clone Wars, they kind of established that Boba Fett doesn't really want this bounty hunter lifestyle for himself, right? But he's kind of in this identity crisis because he is a clone, an exact duplicate of his father, Jango Fett, who was at the time the deadliest bounty hunter to the point where they modeled an entire clone army after him. Right. Mm. And he really had no choice. So he was like destined to be this killer because that's literally who he was a clone of. And on top of that, this guy's training him to do even more things than, you know, just to kind of catch him up to speed faster than he was ever going to do it. So Boba was always destined to be like this incredible bounty hunter. It was, it's literally in his blood. It's in his DNA. And, um, he, I mean, he couldn't escape it. And like when he, his father died, the people that took him in were more bounty hunters, right? Aura Singh was mm. like the mother figure to him. And Bosk was, you know, this deadly lizard guy who just wanted, had a thirst for blood, right? And Cad Bane, who was just like a cold-blooded killer. So he had no choice. And then like in parts of the Clone Wars, he is even like, they, they show a lot of his... Um, I guess where he's at mentally, like in, in some instances he has to like kill clones and he really struggles with this. He really struggles with, because he sees them. He was grow He grew up with these guys, right? They're like his brothers and they're images of his father. So he's like kind of killing his dad every time he sees them. Um, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. And then there was an, like another part of this same like story arc where at the time he's young and they've got like youth cadets of the clones. Right. And he's got to like sneak himself in there and do some undercover stuff. And this undercover stuff would require him to like betray his little cadet squad. And he doesn't want to do that. He actually teams up with them and they become close and he helps them escape from a situation, escape death while also achieving his initial mission, which by saving them, like put the mission in jeopardy. Right. And this mission was to kill Mace Windu. And even Mm -hmm. when he's trying to kill Mace Windu, like for this revenge, he, it's not because I, I don't even know. It's just, uh, I don't even, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. Let me just detour from that. I think the overall thing I'm trying to say is he doesn't, he didn't really want this lifestyle. And whenever he was found by the Tuscans and reborn, right? We got all those, the symbolism for him being reborn into this testing tribe and living them, with them for years. He learned mm-hmm. peace and he was able to be someone he wasn't able to be before because at this point, everybody thinks he's dead and he's even telling Fennec whenever he meets her, like there's a benefit to people thinking you're dead is because he could finally be who he wanted to be. And 
with Cad Bane kind of coming back in the picture and like only viewing him as like this version of himself where Cad held the most power over him, right? That Boba's like almost in a way was not able to escape that bounty hunter thing again. Like he couldn't be the person he wanted to be. And in the end, uh, he ended up being the killer that Cad Bane told him he was. And he stabbed him in the chest with his, with his gaffy stick. But also it, I kind of saw that as like a thing where he, cause Cad Bane taught him a lot of the things that he knows. Right. And it was almost like his new life was able to defeat his old life. And like all the Tuscan things that he learned was able to defeat like his bounty hunter self. And that was like hmm. symbolic enough for him to be like, wow, okay, I really have overcome these things because all of the skills that I learned weren't able to like overcome Cad Bane, but all the new things that I've become were able to be the thing that kind of pushed me over the edge and allowed me to win this battle. So, ah, that's such a good point. Yeah. So it was interesting. So half of that, the Clone Wars stuff was, was Brian's input. And then it just kind of like spun my mind this morning and kind of turned me in the direction of, I guess the Tuscan stuff. So it was, it was interesting. It was a really good discussion. I would go back to that meetup group again. So if anybody's on the meetup app, I definitely suggest you download it, join that group and hop in some zooms. Cause I think they regularly talk about like books and stuff. So uh, there was a nice change of pace. That that's a really good point. I actually really like all of that because I mean, that makes sense to what, how you just described how, <clears throat> excuse me, that makes sense to his character and like how you described him in the clone wars and like where he's at now that that tracks and i oh my goodness i love that point you made about mm -hmm. him not being able to defeat cad bane as a bounty hunter but as a tuscan he was able to i think that's so cool mm -hmm. yeah so this this show i mean as many like nitpicks with little scenes that we had i feel like there was a lot of um there was a lot of good storytelling a lot of good uh, symbolism for the show mm -hmm. and some payoff. So I'm not <laughs> all the nitpicks. I would say, take it all with a grain of salt. Cause I freaking loved every second of it. So, Oh yeah. This was still like, I looked forward to every episode. Like this was so much fun every week getting to sit down and react to this and everything. And honestly, some of the stuff that I liked the most from this was the Tuscan Raiders stuff, which oh, is yeah, the best. So fun to say, because that's something that I never thought I would be interested in. You know, I never thought I would want to want more or to learn about the, the Tuscans from Star Wars. But this was, if anything, that's like a little gift that this show has given us is learning about that and mm -hmm. seeing how they are, knowing that there's different factions. Not all of them are barbaric hunters like some of them are hiders, like the ones that Boba Fett was with. And I don't know that I, I just wish that we got more of that, really, because that felt so cool. As I talked about in that episode, it was so unceremonious of how they were uh, executed, yeah. literally, <laughs> uh, from this show. So I just, I don't know. Uh, so if anything, that's my biggest takeaway from this whole season is that like, this was so fun to learn more and to be immersed in the Tusken Raiders stuff. That was, I think, my favorite thing from this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what would you do differently, though, like in this show? I guess if you were the showrunner. <laughs> <laughs> you um, said a lot okay yeah i mean i talked about a bunch the the formatting i think it would have been better if it was just chronological instead of this back and forth i think it would have been cooler if we started off with the him getting out of the sand pit and then being captured by the tuscans and then let's just go through that you know and 
and just have like a clearer vision for his motivation for the pike's motivation bane's motivation and everything um i would not have included mando or grogu any of that in the show at all because no. it's two one that show that stuff is super cool love it but it's, it's distracting and i mean we got three episodes from this seven episode season that weren't even about Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I would have done differently. No, nevertheless, the stuff that we did get, I did really like, like I said, I just, I just wish that it, it felt, this either felt rushed or confusing. Like people didn't, people that were making this didn't really know what they were doing. And I saw stuff online that the people making this behind the scenes were calling this like Mando 2.5, like the whole time. Oh, really? And which sounds, I don't know, which is just like, then why are we even calling it the book of Boba Fett? It's, it feels like somebody up the higher chain that's above the creatives that for like the people like John Favreau and Filoni that had like a clear vision for this said, no, 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 you got to like water it down, incorporate more stuff that, pe- that we know people like, like Grogu and Luke and shoehorn those people in. Just, just in case people don't like this show or whatever. So I don't yeah. know. That's I, I feel like I'm being too negative. I'm sorry, folks. I really <laughs> did like I like I said, there's a lot of stuff from this that I liked, but that's what I would have done differently. What about you? You're good. Um, I think uh going off of what you just said about the story not kind of lining up, I I sat down and I wrote out every like storyline um for this show. Cause I really I was trying to figure out like where where is this actually going? <clears throat> And I, I kind of want to bring up a take I had on one of our previous episodes. And I think I cut out some of it because I didn't want to get um, contentious or anything. It was a, it was about, uh, let me just say, I feel like this whole thing, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, all is like one story similar to like the Bible, right? And that's why this show was called The Book of Boba Fett because, I mean, mm. it's just like, We've got like the book of Job and we've got the gospels and all these different things that kind of like go towards one idea of like, like between the old Testament, and the new Testament's like the rise of a nation and talking about like the prophesized Messiah, you know what I mean? Hmm. And I feel like that was the most consistent thing that I could find in this whole show in that it's about one, the rise of a nation. So like the Mandalorian people and, um, them just kind of coming back because we've seen their massacre right in one of the previous episodes, the ones that that Bryce Dallas Howard had directed. I think it was chapter five. Mm-hmm. And so like, I mean, it's just similar to the Bible in that, you know, we saw, we see many nations get torn down um, or just get completely wiped out or enslaved and, and kind of overcome. And we see that a lot of those biblical type of storylines happen in these shows. And, that's I, I I think that it all is just kind of tying into something in that um, it's not really about this show wasn't really about Boba Fett. It was just a parable in like a greater mm. story. And I think once we get to the end, it's going to be a lot of payoff because we're going to see, oh, that is what they were talking about here. That's still not me saying that this was structured well as a show, but I do think it's going towards like some bigger thing. And it wasn't actually about Boba Fett which was the confusing thing. I think it was just an opportunity for them to tell a bigger story about Mandalorians and Mandalore and share that history and show, I guess them coming back from 
hiding in the sewers, you know what I mean? To mm-hmm. just, I don't know, give us something fun and give us an actual like story of with depth. Cause the show I, I felt was very shallow, but if you kind of, if I'm viewing it from a standpoint of it's a book with chapters in like this book of books, AKA the Bible mm-hmm. or the Mandalorian or whatever they want to call it. Um, I could see the added depth there. If that makes sense. So kind of like it's harder to appreciate it for face value, but you look at it like the bigger story that it's a part of. It's, yeah. it's more impactful that way. Yeah. You got to take a step back to appreciate it. Um, and I think okay. we won't really appreciate it until like once the full story is told, if that makes sense. Cause like, okay. right. I mean, think about it. If you read the book of Job, you're just like, man, that was kind of f-ed up, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, that that's how you feel. But when you see it in the bigger picture, um, in it's like role in the Bible, uh, in like the story it's really trying to tell, I think it kind of helps. And I sorry to, I guess to bring that in. I think that's why I cut it out in the first place. Cause I didn't want to get too much into that. Cause I know not everybody is, um, you know, believes in the same things or really, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. Well, it's a good analogy. Yeah. To, yeah, for it it. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. I mean, I do hope that we get a, bigger picture of this that way it kind of makes sense but um yeah so i don't know i feel like you and i are kind of on the same page about this yeah yeah especially because um i i don't know if you remember but like every episode of the clone wars they always have like some sort of quote that kind of goes in the beginning of um each episode that kind of like oh, is yeah. the theme you know what i mean and it mm-hmm. kind of felt like psalms to me like it was oh. <laughs> just things you can kind of go back to and i don't know interesting yeah huh and maybe that's a part of the bigger story too but anyways whatever whatever star wars universe (laughs) (laughs) it's all it's all analogies for something Mm -hmm. but uh what else would you do differently i think i I got off all my points um or you think i would not have had a stinger sink uh the, the the stinger sink at the end of the credits because um one i love timothy olivant's character in this but it still makes it feel like that there's no stakes at all in the show yeah. and i also hate because that's kind of like a marvel thing and i really 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 don't want the marvelization of star wars but um but th- th- now i am curious as to how Cobb vanth is going to play in the future because they did that on purpose obviously yeah i mean it just so. seems like he's going to be the daimyo or <laughs> the mayor of mos espa or the ruler mm-hmm. of tatooine the, the just ruler of tatooine it seemed because but Boba- wouldn't it have been cooler if we didn't get this and then he just randomly appeared in a future thing and caught us off guard and gave us some like awe and wonder and like, Oh wow. You know, like how it would have been nice to be surprised at something, you know, I don't know. Yeah. That's again, that's one of those like future payoff type of things, but yeah. Ugh. Uh, what else you got? I think, uh, I think, I think all my notes are done. Okay. One <laughs> quick note. It this bothered me how attached Boba Fett was to quote unquote his people of Mos Espa because he's like I can't leave because <laughs> I think Mando was suggesting that they leave or something and he's like I can't leave my people and it's like bro you never really had a connection with these people like they actually hated you um, yeah they literally like, just turned on you <laughs> yeah they literally just turned on you it was like a pride thing to him and and then in once he got it he was just like all right I actually I don't want this <laughs> they're not my people anymore I don't really care about them it's like none of that made sense that that was like a little nitpick and i would change that or at least establish some sort of connection but let's 
let's segue into something different. Let's get into our episode grading for this one. So out of mm-hmm. five Death Stars, Brooker, what do you give this episode? Um, I think I give it three and a half out of five. Okay. 3.75 for me. Okay. It, yeah. It was, wasn't the worst. Wasn't the best. It was just yeah. right in the middle. Yeah. That's, that, that's kind of like where I'm at. It was still really fun. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't hate this episode. Um, this was still really fun. So yeah, three yeah. and a half. Yeah. Something fun to go back on. Uh, so in terms of like a power ranking of the episodes, um, I know this is something that you love your rankings, dude. You love it's fun to <laughs> put these stuff, things man. together. So go ahead and give me a shoot me your, your thing. Or should we okay. go like, how should we do this? You want to popcorn it or no, sure, no, no, yeah. just give me your full list? No, no, no. We could popcorn it. You want to popcorn it? Yeah. Okay. What's your number one? Chapter five. Chapter the Bryce Dallas Howard episode. Yeah. Yeah. Return of the Mandalorian. That was the best. Obvious reasons. Yeah. Number two. Chapter two. Chapter two? Yeah. Chapter I six. What? I, like I said, I love the Tuscan stuff. I gave this one more credit because it was like new stuff that we got to learn. It was actually more in line with the, the season, you know, as the book of Boba Fett, it had to deal more with him. It was directed well. Um, yeah. And I loved, like I said, like all the Tuscan Raider stuff from this. So it stuck out to me the most. And if chapter five wasn't in this, it would be my number one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. I guess mine's like two a two B because I got yeah. uh, chap- chapter six from the desert comes a stranger, the first Cad Bane episode. And then my number three was chapter two. So. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So you and I flip chapter. You my, okay. Yeah. My third one is chapter six. Okay. And four? Chapter four. Chapter four. Whoa. I've got yes. this episode as my number right in the middle. So, okay. So you have chapter, the finale as your number four. The finale four. is my number four. Yeah. Yeah. So chapter four. So people kind of remember that's the one where we kind of get that heist with Boba Fett and Fennec and they break into Jabba's palace. I had that one higher up just because that. F- I talked about in there that this felt like Star Wars again. We're doing a heist. We're doing new um, technologies. We're messing around with droids. This was just a lot of fun. So I like that one a bunch. Yeah, that was my number five was chapter four. The one you just said. Oh, okay, okay. So that one was your number five. Mm -hmm. What's your number five? Chapter seven, the the finale of this one. Okay, that's fun. Six. So my sixth ranked episode is the first episode, chapter one. <laughs> same, same stranger in a strange land. That was, it was fun. It was, yeah, still it was time. good. I still, the thing is that I can't remember that much that happened from it, but I know it wasn't as bad as what I have as, as last place. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Number three or number seven is chapter three, the streets of Mos Espa, the power ranger episode. <laughs> yeah. That's what I have at the bottom as well. Yeah. I have it at the bottom, but that isn't, it's all like, shifted up like at all i enjoyed all of it even mm-hmm. though it was funny it was just fun to make one of i think yeah and yeah 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 you and i are on the same page <laughs> yeah and it's funny too because like i was looking at our analytics and that's like our most popular episode and i was like it's what? so funny it's so funny <laughs> and i think it's because it. everybody wanted to like make fun of it with us but yeah <laughs> that being said oh do you goodness. have any do you have any final thoughts uh on everything or um, like I said, goodbyes. like I said, this was uh, it was still as much nitpicking I did, and I apologize, folks. This was still a fun experience. The Tuscan Raider stuff was some of my favorite stuff from it. I just wish that the Mandalorian Grogu stuff took place later on because it would have <sighs> the payoff of seeing Grogu again would have been so much more powerful if they just waited 
but anyways um yeah i i mean this was a fun show i kind of give it like overall like a c plus b minus and it's mostly because it wasn't like giving me what was advertised that this is a show about boba fett yeah that's the only reason why i'm kind of like grading it so hard okay i uh I guess my overall grade would be a B, just a flat B, no B plus, no B minus, flat B. Um, Tuscan Raider stuff. I love the culture building that we're going in, in the direction of, like establishing that there is some depth to a lot of characters and they're not just savages or anything. And um, I like that direction. I like that direction that we're going. Um, th- <laughs> this show is making a case for Fennec Shan being one of my favorite characters. <laughs> and Ooh. i know um, dude i know we didn't get like enough of her but like every time we got her i'm just like yes this is what i think she is and she's exactly Super what, cool character dude she just oh my god she's so nifty um i know a goofy word <laughs> she, she needs a cooler word. she's very wizard yeah wizard uh yeah it, this is a great show I, I had a lot of fun i know it wasn't really as advertised but man when now that it's over, I'm just like disappointed also because I'm like, oh, what am I going to do with my Wednesdays work? I'm like this, <laughs> that's not fun. <laughs> I don't want to do that. We're going to lead a meeting. This is, that's not good. <laughs> but I think there's uh we obviously we got a release for something that's to come. So our tease that we were going to do was we are going to give a Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer reaction because the day today, the day that we're recording this Super Bowl Sunday we're supposed to get our first trailer for this Kenobi series. And I think oof, it's going to be something that's going to be good. I'm so excited to spitball and predict about it. I have a, that might be a full episode. We, you and I talk <laughs> about how that might be just a mini. So I have a feeling you and I would be able to talk for a while about it. Yeah. I, I know when I talked to you, I was like, what do you want to do? Like 15 minutes? You're like, bro, like 45 minutes. To an- <laughs> and I was like, oh, can we, can we stretch it out? But we'll, we have so much to say. I think this is going to yeah. be a super popular show. I well, Barker, you were saying that, um, and I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be and a fun one. I think that as soon as this trailer comes out, it's going to be one of the most viewed things on YouTube's uh, on YouTube. Absolutely, I think mm-hmm. if there, <laughs> of all like the the Star Wars viewpoints that everybody has, I think the one thing everybody can agree on is that uh, you would regret. Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi is the best decision anybody has ever made because he is fantastic. So, yes, it's going to be great. And if it's okay, I want to I'm not going to say what the topic is, but I just want to tease that (laughs) our first non TV show or movie episode that we have planned. We were brainstorming this the other day. It's going to be a very goofy, silly one. It's not going to be serious at all. So just. And when it comes out, you'll be like, what the heck is this? What but are they it's, doing? It's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. Just, yeah. just, just hang out with us. <laughs> yeah. We we're don't want to do all reaction episodes. We don't want to just be a reaction pod. We want to create like creative content and, yes, and really both, have fun with it. Both super silly and no like real depth to it all. And ones that will be kind of more fun and serious kind of analytical episodes as well. So it's going to be a mixture of things. Yeah. And that's but we're starting I, off with something super goofy just to as like a palate cleanse of us trying to analyze Boba Fett and everything. So it's going to yeah, be a lot of fun. Exactly. So, oh, God. Well, that said, Brooke, you want to close out the show? 
Yes, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Blue Milk Drop. If you like the show, please share us with a friend, tag us in your stories and on Twitter, so that way your friends and followers get to see who you're listening to. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Blue Milk Drop. If you have any questions, comments, show suggestions, or questions for us to answer, you can send them to us on Twitter or Instagram by DMing us, or you can send us an email at bluemilkdrop at gmail.com. Please go to iTunes and Spotify, subscribe, and rate us five stars. And we will see you next time with a trailer reaction to The Obi-Wan Kenobi Show. All right, let's go. Ride it like a bantha. Like a bantha. Like a bantha. <laughs> <laughs> the best gift that this show gave us. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right, thanks, folks, for listening. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.